0: Welcome everyone, welcome to Intentionality with me, Paul Kempf, where we explore the possibilities and opportunities that can be created by a more intentional life. If you like what you hear today, if you find value in the content and feel moved to do so, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode again. If you love this podcast, and I hope you do, and or believe it is something that can make a difference in the life of someone you know or care about, please share it with them. Share it with the world so that we can reach more people and impact more lives. This is episode two. And before we get to the meat of the subject for today, what I really want to discuss with you in the first 10 episodes of this podcast, Allow me a moment to digress. Who's Paul Kempf? What qualifies me to do a podcast about money and finances? I need to just briefly share with you something about my life, and I hope you will allow me to just be a little bit vulnerable this morning. The story starts in 2004, shortly after I got divorced. Now, I don't want to go into too much detail. Not a particularly good period of my life. The important part for today, the relevant part for today and for this podcast is after my divorce in 2004, I started making some really bad decisions around money. I started developing some bad habits, some bad behaviors around my finances. And within a very short period of time, I found myself in under a pile of debt. I found myself at one stage during that first two years after my divorce um, that I was in a hole, in a deep financial hole. And as hard as I tried to get out of that hole, the only thing I could think of was digging myself deeper into the hole. It was a terrible time in my life. But I ended up in a place where eventually I decided the only solution I had to my financial distress was declaring bankruptcy. Now, I can sit here today and tell you the story does have an happy ending. I decided not to declare myself insolvent. I decided to try and find another solution, to try and find another way out from under this pile of debt, out of this hole that I dug myself into. And I'm sitting here today because I did find a way. And I want to tell you the story of how I managed to do that and the lessons that I learned in the process. Enough about that. Just one brief thing about my work as well, what I do, because I do believe that also qualifies me to do a podcast about money and finances. I started working at a company called FFG in 2005, a financial services company. And I had two roles. One of them, was advising clients on their finances, something that I studied for, that I continued to study for after starting working at FFG. But my second role was in our employee benefits division, where one of my duties was doing presentations to the employees of employers that had appointed us to handle their employee benefits. And it was during these presentations that I realized something. And that is that we were talking to people about their pension funds, their provident funds, their group risk schemes, and their medical schemes. And as we were doing these presentations, trying to educate people about these things, you could see that they weren't really interested. And one of the reasons I think people weren't interested was they were sitting there worried about their finances, worried about how they're going to get through the end of the month pay all their bills, they weren't interested about how they're going to get to that retirement that we were talking about. And that's when I realized that we needed to evolve the message that we were trying to bring across. That's also where my passion for education in this industry about financial planning and finances and managing your finances actually started. And that's why I believe I am qualified I do have some experience and some expertise that I can share with you in these podcast episodes. I've also become increasingly aware over the last 20 years how many people struggle with the different aspects of wellness. Now, if you look at wellness broadly, there's basically three categories of wellness. There's physical wellness, there's emotional or mental wellness, and then, of course, there's financial wellness. And I hope that we can touch on all three of these subjects during future episodes. But remember, the focus of the first 10 episodes of this podcast is on financial wellness. Now, in our industry, um, employers hear a lot of buzzwords. Things like employee wellness, employee engagement, productivity, efficiency, absenteeism, presenteeism, stress management, Burnout. These are all things we talk about a lot. But the bottom line is if there's something not right in your personal life, it will affect your performance at work. Of that, I have no doubt. I've seen it happen too many times. And the problem can sometimes be quite significant. It can end up actually being debilitating. And that is why it's important that we address these different aspects of wellness. So let's continue with our focus today on financial wellness. What is financial wellness? In my opinion, as I've said, you need to start with the basics. First, managing your finances and debt well. Then only moving on to financial planning. In other words, starting with the basics of increasing financial literacy. And I'm going to repeat something I said in the first episode because I think it's worth repeating. Financial wellness is not about how much money you earn. I want you to think today, really sit there and think, what does financial wellness really mean to you? I also want you to be honest and think about what your current perspective on your finances are. When you think about your finances, your current financial position, Do you think of a happy face? Do you think of a sad face? Is it somewhere in between? If it is a sad face, I'd like you again to be honest with yourself. How long have you felt this way? Has it been a week? Has it been a month? Has it been a year? Has it been longer than a year that you've had a sad face about your financial position? And then the last question, why? If it's been longer than a year that you've not been happy with your financial position, why have you not changed it? What is it that's holding you back from making the changes that changes your sad face about your finances into a happy face? I hope I can help you there. I hope we can talk about some things that can put you back on that path of turning the sad face into a happy face. Let's quickly look at the definition of financial wellness. What does it mean to be financially well? Textbook definition: I can comfortably and sustainably cover planned and unforeseen expenses now and in the future, including provision for retirement. Is that you? The next definition is when you are financially exposed. The definition of being financially exposed is I cope every month, but unplanned expenses force me to juggle my budget, borrow money, or delve into long-term savings like retirement funds. Is that you? And by the way, somewhere in the future, we are going to talk about delving into retirement funds, especially with certain changes in legislation that is coming through in South Africa. The next definition is financially unstable. What does that mean? I miss account payments regularly and seem to borrow more money every year just to get by every month. Is that you? Does that describe where your finances are currently? The last one is being financially distressed. I constantly borrow money just to be able to afford food, my accommodation, and getting to work. Is that a good description of where you find yourself? Let's be honest. The harsh reality in South Africa at the moment, being made far worse by high inflation and high interest rates at the moment, is that the majority of South Africans are not financially well are highly indebted and are struggling to make ends meet. So, now we've identified the issue. We've defined the problem. What is the solution? How do we get that sad face turned into a happy face about your finances? I started giving you the first hint last week. That was, change your thinking, change your habits, and develop a financial life plan a three-part solution to solving your financial problems. There's three components to a financial life plan that I want to look at this week. And here it's important to understand that these three components of a financial life plan have a very specific order of priority. And it is absolutely non-negotiable that you follow this order of priority in developing your own personal financial life plan. So let's go through them. The first component of a financial life plan is a budget. That's a non-negotiable first step. The second step is debt management. And the third one, financial planning. Those are your three steps. Those are the three components of a financial life plan. We are going to focus on the budget today. We'll talk about debt management in the next two episodes And then we'll move on to all the different aspects of financial planning. So let's talk about a budget. What is a budget? It is the cornerstone of managing your finances for everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if your financial situation is in distress. I don't care if you are financially well. I don't even care if you're wealthy. A budget is supposed to be something that everybody does. I'll repeat, it's the cornerstone of managing your finances. And to me, it is the fundamental basis of your financial life plan, but also any recovery in your finances that is necessary because you find yourself in distress. So what does a budget look like? A budget has to be planned, it has to be precise, and it has to be in writing. Those three are again non-negotiables. It doesn't help you have some vague idea of what you spend your money on. It doesn't help it's something that's in your head that you never look at. Use a spreadsheet, put it on paper, but make sure that you have a planned, precise budget. Now, here's one of the biggest problems with a budget. I know a lot of people have a budget. It's a piece of paper or a spreadsheet that says where they spend their money, how they spend their money. And the problem is, you forget about it. You just go and do what you want. You spend what you want. Then that budget means nothing. Having a budget only works if you're disciplined and strict with yourself and your spouse and your family. You have to follow a budget. You have to make sure that that budget is working for you. Now, there's three steps in compiling a budget. The first step is make a list of your incomes or your one income that you have. Here, you've got to be careful. You need to be conservative. You need to start with certainties. Don't write down the increase you think you're going to get in a few months. Don't bargain on the bonus that you might get one day or the overtime pay or the commission you might get or whatever it is. Work with what your basic after-tax salary is that you get into your bank account every month. Step two, start listing your expenses, but in a very specific way. List your essential expenses and debt repayments first. Then you provide for unforeseen expenses. You provide for an emergency fund. And only after that do you then start providing for retirement planning and investments. Now, listen carefully. Where in step two that I talk about listing DSTV expense, for example, It's my favorite example of an expense that is not an essential expense. And yet so many people put that as part of step two. It's only once you've done step two, you've uh, subtracted your expenses from your income and there's some money left that you can move on to step three. And it's only in step three that you can start providing for the rest of your expenses that we can consider to be things like DSTV the luxuries in your life. So it's crucial that you follow this process when you compile a budget for your life. Okay, I think that's enough about the basics of a budget. This is lesson number two. You cannot manage what you cannot measure. This is a term that's been attributed to various people, including Peter Drucker and W. Edwards Denning. There's also a book that was written called Measure What Matters, by the author John Dewar. By the way, great book, worth reading, but not my book recommendation for the day. One of the most valuable lessons I have learned in my life about money and managing my finance is not just the importance of a budget, but making sure that you have something that can measure your progress with your finances. And here I'd like to share with you another very personal story. You remember in episode in this earlier in this episode, I spoke about um, the time in my life when I was really struggling financially, when I was in a deep financial hole and I had a mountain of debt that I had to deal with. One of the things I started doing um, during this time was not just compiling a budget every month, not just being strict and disciplined with that budget, but I also started doing something else. I started writing down every single expense that I had. Now, yeah, you must understand, this is the story of the start of a spreadsheet, a very important spreadsheet in my life. What I started doing was writing down every single expense that I have every day. I've been doing this for 14 years. This spreadsheet is now at 48,000 lines and counting. And let me be clearer about it. I write down everything. If I buy myself a cup of coffee, it goes into the spreadsheet. If I give five rand to a car guard, it goes into the spreadsheet. And yes, I know what you're thinking. There's some obsessive compulsive disorder here. I disagree. I do have OCD tendencies, but they're only tendencies. The bottom line is this. Yes, maybe I have taken it too far. Maybe I don't need to do this spreadsheet every day anymore. But this is one of the things that worked for me when I was in severe financial distress. And how it worked for me is very important. You see, it's because you can see the process of accretion at work. And there's an incredible motivating power in being able to look back and to see what progress you made. Remember, initially this spreadsheet, what it did for me is it made me realize what I spend my money on. It made me realize what I was wasting my money on. It made me realize what were the things that I could save on that could help me make positive progress in my financial position quicker. But it ended up also being something that I could use to monitor that progress accurately, to look back and see the process of accretion at work in my finances. Now, by the way, what does that word accretion mean? If you don't know, It is one of my favorite words, obviously aside from intentionality. I love the concept of accretion, and I love talking about it. And I hope to do a podcast about it, maybe later. Just very quickly, for those of you who do not know what the term means, it's the growth or increase by gradual accumulation of additional layers of matter. Or sorry, additional layers or matter. And I think it works beautifully when talking about your finances. And just like that, we have reached the end of today's episode. Time really flies when you're having fun. I don't know about you, but I'm actually enjoying doing this podcast quite a lot. Speaking of time flying, my tip of the week, finding time to do things. Now, we all have the same amount of hours in a day. You cannot create additional time. So how do you find time to do things? Things like, for instance, listening to podcasts. Because this is a very important thing. You need to find time to listen to the next episode of my podcast. So here's my tip of the week. Firstly, try listening to podcasts while you are doing something else. For example, running, cycling. The most podcasts that I listen to happens while I'm running in the mornings. You are doing two things at one time. It does help a lot. But the second thing I do is I listen to my podcasts on a higher speed. Now, most platforms where you listen to these podcasts allow you to set the speed at which you're listening to the podcast. My favorite speed is 1.25 times the normal speed. That's what works for, that's what works for me. But obviously, it depends on how fast the presenter is talking. So figure it out for yourself what works for you. A quick thank you to the FFG Group for the valuable support of this podcast. We are optimistic and hopeful that this podcast will grow over time into something substantial and meaningful, and that this journey together can create lasting memories. Should you want to get hold of me, send me an email. The address is paul at intentionality with paulkemph.co.za, or contact me through the channel that you are listening on. I would love to hear from you. Congratulations on making the choice to live a more intentional life to be the architect of your own success, and to achieve more in your life. I'm looking forward to sharing the next episode of Intentionality with Paul Kemp with you next week. And may the rest of your week be an amazing intentional adventure.